Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. No, anybody uh...
Hi, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm woke. I got blood throat going through me as well as breath. How you Good. doing? I'm moving around. I'm going through the motion. Okay. Looking at a crazy child eating milk out of a cup while you make a mess. Well, this is not out of a Ziploc bag. Don't give her no ideas. <laughs> she can't hear me. Yes, she can. She's standing right here. Oh, okay. No, you have no speakerphone. Hey, Morgan, how you doing? Pick the towel up you threw on the floor. Okay. You want to put in this? You got milk all on the doggone floor. I got you. I got you. But you know you gonna look back on these days, and those gonna be, and this gonna, those gonna be one of your cherished moments. Mhm. Yeah. I hear everybody talking about I'm gonna miss something. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you gonna turn around, get ready to say something to her? She ain't there. Like I could have sworn she. <laughs> No, I'm going to turn around. Oh, my food's still there. My drink's still there. Oh, that's when I'm like, oh, wow, that's why Morgan ain't here. Okay. Oh, did you ever move your, your desk? The what? Yeah, did you ever move your desk? Mm, I'm been back up in that room. <laughs> I mean, I've been up in there. Actually, my sister's been in there cleaning up, taking a... Um, oh. No, I think about a move, child. You're making me late. I'm making you late. Good. Ooh, then she get a, get a crazy look on her face. <sighs> anyway, I'm about to change phones. So I'll be okay. back up.
Hello. Hello. Hi. Yes. How are you? Uh, doing okay. Trying to get finished with my spring cleaning. Oh, spring. It's summer, baby. It's summer. Hey, as long as I'm getting it up out of here. That means you're going deep. Huh? That means you're cleaning deep. Oh, yeah. I got out my, I got out my hand pick. I got my shovel. Yeah. Hopefully, with, between today and tomorrow, I will only have my kitchen furniture and be supposed to sleep on. That's it. With whom am I speaking this morning? Speaking to Renee. How you doing this morning, Arthur? Hello, sorry, Renee. I'm kind of crazy right now. I didn't sleep at all that. And then although I laid down, I'm talking about literally did not go to sleep. So I'm kind of tired of getting sleep now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know the feeling. I did the same thing day before yesterday. In the club until I get finished with this cleaning. And then I kept on feeling like I just couldn't, I just couldn't get with it. I said, I guess not if you didn't have no sleep. Uh-huh. They felt good. <sighs> Something was telling me that I needed to just go somewhere and just chill for that day. Oh, you bought a new dining set? No, what um I'm trying to do, I need some repairs done to my house. Uh-huh. So if I go ahead and do all of this deep cleaning now and then get the repairs done, then I can go out and look for that um dining room set or either furniture for the kitchen. I mean furniture for the living room. Oh, okay. Yeah, to take a better assessment of is how people can go out and overbuy so they get overwhelmed. Uh-huh. Be able to go out and just get just what's needed and leave it alone. Okay. Sam, ain't come my, on yet. Now you say you just change your phone. Uh-huh. And then then my granddaughter, she just started walking, so she needs to run so she can run around and don't have to worry about bumping into anything. Oh, okay. You ain't got to go into the shop today. I'm trying to wean myself away from it. Okay. It's time for a change, and I'm just trying to see which direction I'm going to go into. Okay. Oh, look at the head. <laughs> yeah, he's got me to right now. I'm about to go with Pete. Still alive? I said, you better get some out of me now. I'm trying to get ready to go to sleep. Look like I'm going to sleep. And now I've been up there. I told her tonight. I've been up all night. All, well, I say literally. All night. Are you talking about just laying here with the eyes closed? I'm talking about fully awake, alert. Oh, wow. Oh, and that one's about to hit me. 
Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come this morning, God, with a heart of thanks, with a heart of joy. Lord God, just to seek your face, Lord God, to seek your presence, your will, and your way for our lives throughout this day. Father God, we thank you, O oh God, that you kept us through the midnight hours, Lord God. God, some of us did not get a chance to sleep, but Lord God, we were forever present throughout the midnight hours, keeping your protective arms around us. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that you have kept us, Lord God, from all hurt, harm, and dangers. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that we are awakened, Lord God, and we still have the activity of our limbs, Lord God. We have the functioning of our minds. Our limbs are able to move. We're able to feel, touch, and and breathe, Lord, and know that we are on this side of, of earth, Lord God, of heaven, Lord God. And so we want to praise you for it, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for all of those parishioners, Lord God, that will come on this call, Lord God, with expectancy, expecting you to move on behalf or on our behalf, Lord God. For you are a mighty God. You are awesome, God. And you could change situations, Lord God, whether the enemy tried to come in and tried to tear us down. But, Father God, our faith looks up to you because you have us in the palm of your hand. You are our shield. You are our buckler. You are our strong piece. You're the one who, Lord God, who protect us from the arrows and the snares of the day, Lord God, from the deadly pestilence, Lord God, from the diseases, from anything that is there coming to try to harm us, Lord God. They have to step back because you have already anointed us, Lord God. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that the death angels recognized the, the sign, Lord God, that was over our doorpost, Lord God, and he stepped back and spared our lives were spared. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that we have not lost another family member, but, oh Lord, Lord God, we we continue to be bonded with through your Holy Holy Spirit, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to move mightily upon us, Lord God, throughout the day. We pray that you will give us strength and, and, the, and to make it throughout the day. Father God, we pray that your mighty hands of protection will be upon all of my brothers and sisters on this call, as well as my family members, Lord God, who are not participating on this call. Lord God, get the glory of our life. Get the praise of our lives, Lord God. Let us do what is pleasing and right in your sight. Lord God, even though we are approaching the holiday season, Lord God, let us not forget, Lord God, the struggles that we had, Lord God. But it is not because of, of our struggles, Lord, that we made it, Lord God, it's because of your grace and mercy, Lord God. Let us not get so caught up in the commercialism, Lord God, of the 4th of June, July, Lord God, or what man says, Independence Day, Lord God. We're independently grown into your holy kingdom, Lord God. We walk independently, Lord God, because you call us by our names, Lord God, to do what is right and pleasing before you in your sight. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you will protect every all four corners of the earth, Lord God, even as they go about to celebrate, Lord God. Some are celebrating early and some are celebrating late. But, Father God, even as they shoot off their fireworks, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that your hands of protection will be around your people, Lord God, that man would not use these weapons or what they have, Lord God, to take others' lives, Lord God. Father God, we ask that you will con let peace be shared upon this earth, all around this earth, Lord God. For each and every day we turn on the news, there was a terrorist attack, Lord God, trying to destroy and disrupt the lives of your people, Lord God. But, Father God, we thank you that you have your mighty hands of protection around us, Lord God, and you did not allow the, the arrows to come our way. Father God, we will just ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, 
that you would just move right now within the hearts of man, Lord God, and change their minds, Lord God, and let them develop the, the mind of Christ to love one another. Let this hatred d- d- depart from our mindset, Lord God, that we will not walk, Lord God, and be used by the enemy, that we will not be given over to the enemy, Lord God, to sift us as we, because Jesus is praying for us each and every day. Father God, we pray for those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their minds will be changed, Lord God, and they will get into your word and they will study your word, that they will allow others to stand and pray for them, Lord God, that they will be changed. Let us be baptized with your Holy Spirit and with your love, and let your peace abide forevermore upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. Father God, I even lift up a special prayer right now for our worship leader, Sam, Lord God, as he get ready to conduct this call, Lord God, that he will do what you have do what is pleasing in your sight and he will conduct this call in the way that you have for him to go Lord God strengthen his tongue Lord God strengthen his mind Lord God strengthen all of our minds as we come to this call and let us know that you are the author and the finisher of our faith we praise you we glorify you we can't thank you enough Lord God if we had 10,000 tongues Lord God we cannot praise you and thank you enough Lord God for all the marvelous things that you've done for us for each and every day there's a new birthing in our spirit Lord God each and every day Lord God your hands of protection is covering and providing for us Lord God even the things that the enemy is trying to take from us Lord God we ask Lord God that you return it back into to us on your phone right now in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. Boy, you done took down terrorists and everything else. Like, this brother going in. <laughs> yes, yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Alright, Holy Spirit continue to move in our hearts and our lives Help us to become the men and women of God you're calling us to be. Out of the force that did it, as our Father God, anoint us, keep us, direct us, and pardon side of us, get us those things that are needed. And I'm about to pray for you, Brother Richard. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, the enemy tried to come with an enemy tried to attack on yesterday. You know, from they've been trying to get me my monies back from Aflax. Uh-huh. The board is trying to be so mean about it. And and she put down and told the people that I worked last summer. And I'm like, that's a lie. I didn't work anywhere. So Aflax denied me my my payments because of her being so stout hearted mm. and mean so I got to get my retribution bonus today. And they told me, said she just, instead of her answering stuff, she, well, you know, was just putting down what they asked her to do. Uh-huh. She would make sentences and statements and stuff. And she said that's the reason why they denied me my claim. But I bind that attack up in the name of Jesus as well. Uh-huh. 
find out about the print for you. Find out about Father God, Brother Rich. Send it. It goes fish. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Continue to open up his eyes to see. To see. Yes, Lord. Help him to see, Father. Yes, help let her come and make his vision more keener, Lord. Help him to see, Father God. Allow him to be more receptive to what you're doing, Daddy God. Help him to see, Lord. Yonder the position of a sharpen his vision, Lord. Let his vision not be dim. To see in the natural as well as the supernatural, Lord. To see to see to see all that's going on, Father, to see what the enemy is doing as well as what you're doing. Help him to see, Daddy God. Sharpen his vision. Yes, 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 Lord. Yonder the Sunday again. Sharpen his vision, Father. Yes, 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 Lord. Yonder the Sunday. So he will be able to see, Father, then and of course, then and understand and move in accordance with what you're doing, Lord. Yes, 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 Father. John that will sharpen his vision so he will become more keener, more aware. Thank you, Father God. Bless this man of God, Lord. Anoint this man of God. Some fine-tuning is going on in your life. Some fine-tuning is going on in your life. Yes, 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 yes. You just stand and stand there, poor. You just continue to be strong and be patient. But it's some fine-tuning that God is doing in your life and in your heart. And you must be patient to let God work all this out. See, what's going on in the surface is just that surface. The various things that the enemy is doing is just surface. But what's really going on, God is fine-tuning you. He's fine-tuning you, making you sharper, more aware. Hmm. Because you're getting ready to go to the next level. You're getting ready to to, to begin to do things that that, hmm, you're not even aware you could do or want to do. But God is saying, it's time, my child. It's time. I've prepared you. And I'm opening your doors. It's time for you to begin to walk in them, to rise up to be the man of God that I called you to be, to go forth to help those mm, that don't know. Mm, wow. How can I do the work that I want to do unless I have a vessel that's yielded to me? Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. Wow. My work was done. I said, it is finished. Oh, Jesus. My work was done on Calvary when I said, it is finished. I got a point. Everything has been established, says Jesus. Oh, my God. I yielded. I said, it is finished. And from that point on, it's up to you. 
everything that you need. It's already been put in place. It's up to you to seek it out. To seek it out in my word, my provisions, my grace, my strength, my anointing, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, whatever you need is in my word. Come on, now, Jesus. It is up to you to find it. You do not have to yield to what the enemy says. Oh, come on now. You do not have to. When I say I want to do something, you do not have to stop and say I can't be done. When I point you in a certain direction to accomplish something, you do not have to stop until it's done because I have put my hand and told you, giving you the decree to go forth, do what I've called you to do. Don't stop short until it is finished in your life. Your destiny is at hand. Come on now. Your destiny is at hand. You're, you're the vessel to me, Mr. Richardson. You have gotten to a point in your walk where you just desire me and you allow me to work in you and through you. So I'm about to use you in a great and mighty way. I'm at this point on you will go forth to touch others' lives. From this point on, I am calling you to go to minister to others. From this point on you will not understand when your mouth just begins to open up in a north and heal and talk and deliver people from the bondages that they've been holding back. Come on now. Mm. Father mm. God, mm. oh my God, yes in the book. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Father God. Mm. Come on now. We were talking yesterday about, you know, about things that we, we, we go through and, and, and helping others. And one thing, that I, I didn't even speak on it, but it came up. See, when we go through certain things and we die, then we get our butts kicked, but we still press on. We get our butts kicked, but God rises up inside of us. That's a dying aspect of our life. And when we die in an arena, but Christ lives in us in that arena, then we can easily give life to others. See, that's what he says, every joint supplies one another. Now, I'm going to say this often. I know you understand, but we all got a path. Mm-hmm. But the struggles that you had in your past, God is going to use you to deliver others from it. Jesus. Mm. Oh, Father mm. God. Oh, the things that held you down and God, God, you got caught up in. God says, now, nah, watch me work. Come on now. Watch me use you. For all of that found in that same situation, sir, I'm going to use you to help them. Come out, because they don't know me the way that you know me. They don't have to. Oh, he's giving you the power to break the shackles off of their life. God says, I have anointed you to go forth to do this work in my name. Walk in accordance with what I called you to do. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Well, I guess that's a good way to w- wake up to the prayer call today. Well, mm-hmm. 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 
house. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her she already know. She already know. <laughs> All right, she be gone in a month. It won't matter. Tell her I'm waiting until she leaves because so, I don't want to disrupt her homestead where she had to lay her head. <laughs> but I'm waiting till she leaves. Okay. He said he'll wait till you leave. Oh, Jesus. That's funny. She said, y'all already know he don't like people. <laughs> She already know. She already know. She know me where I know. For a few minutes, she saw me. Wow. It's a it's, it's a if she read me so well. Well, well, well. Hey, Morgan, Morgan, I'm going to get him if I have to sit down like you sit down and pluck your eyebrows. Take 15 minutes to pluck your eyebrows. I'm going to pluck every last one of his one by one. Boop. I ain't gonna use no string. I ain't gonna use no nothing. I'm gonna pluck them with tweezers. Oh, and count them. Yeah. What's she doing up so early anyway? I thought she was getting her beauty rest. She got, um, actually, she's late. She's, uh, got that program she's in. Okay. So, I'll take it up. Yeah. I was about to go to sleep for a minute, but I guess my eyes kind of slid my open for a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody else yes, to do, do my list. You got me Renee on the phone. Say good morning to her. I told you. Well, I didn't formally speak to her, but I did speak to her. Or maybe I just heard her speak. I don't know. Hi, Renee. How you doing? I'm doing okay, Sam. How are you doing this morning? I'm moving around, not complaining. Okay. And I'm Glory to his name, people. Glory to his name. <laughs> And I'm stirring stuff up around here to see where I'm making room Hallelujah. for. So what? I said, I'm stirring stuff up around here to see what I'm making room for. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Well, anybody got anything for my mother? Oh, Travis's grandmother came home yesterday. <laughs> I told you Travis's grandmother was in a car accident. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. Great, 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 great. Praise the Lord. They had to wind up doing surgery on her legs. Mm. So she finally came home um, yesterday. Oh, she came home. All right, Father God. Let me do the list of Yes, yes, yes. I got she got my paper today. I can actually call out some names. <laughs> and my child's putting another name on that for me. Isn't she so special? Mm-hmm. 
Susie Webb, what sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar fish, sugar Monique. Okay, let me pray for watching it. I need to go 
Okay, we got Chris, Taj Jr., Tony Lotz, Pamela Scotty. Okay, there's everybody on the list. And everybody on the back of the list. Shishu, go, 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 Randaka. Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Randaka. Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Randaka. Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Randaka. Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Shishu, go, Okay, that's my three. We got the other ones to do. I can see it on Saturday, all right. We got abuse addiction, congregation, churches. You know the drill. Somebody do a list. Let's get the party going. Uh, don't Congregation churches, the season hospice, abuse and addiction, pressure to ministry for the families. Don't know if I speak up at once. Okay, well, I guess everybody's going to speak up at once. The season hospice, you're going to need a gun, you're going to need a gun, Abuse and addiction.
um I'm trying to think of what else I got. <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, we got a financial breakthrough and turn around. Um, what am I walking in the realm of the supernatural? Especially the fish, 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 the fish,
Gopana, Fulton in a gift, and Randall goes to the station of Saraga, Sakara. Okay, I think that's it. So, uh, that's somebody can think of from. If not, I'm going to say I will send you all a text when I get home. And we can do the reading. Okay. So we'll get over this, Mother. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.
Good morning.
Hello. Hello.
Thank you. 
control. What'd you say there? I said you letting the voices take control. I know. Oh, wow. And that was actually good. I, mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm going I'm to let that one slide. That was actually good. I'm going to give you your points for it. And I'm going to keep moving. See, that's what I'm going I'm to. I'm a mature child of God. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> now you're gonna forget about it. Yeah, you' about right. That ain't no lie. 
Look, look, I ain't, look, I ain't gonna lie like that. So you okay? Nope. Good morning, young people. Oh, she's back. And how did you fare yesterday, dear? Well. Oh, it's changed. Okay, then. All I have to say is it just is. It would be me. (laughs) It would be me. That's all I can say. All righty, then. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to give you the honor of opening up in prayer, then. How about that? Oh, how about that? Isn't that special? Are you talking to me, Grandma? I'm sorry. I'm Girl, sorry, get your butt over here and give me my grits. You know I got to have my grits in the morning. <laughs> you is ignorant. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm, I'm open up in prayer on the call. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, because you're so used to me talking to myself. The fact that I'm talking to another person is monumental. Oh, that's, that's okay. okay. I'm not about the voices taking over, but anyway. Okay. I must have a record. Huh? Okay, I will. Mama said to tell y'all to keep praying for us, keep praying for the family. And tell Mama when she's going to get a long way to go. back on the line, too. <laughs> As you can say it just okay. like that. You tell her. I ain't telling her that. You you oh. have to see that's how what always happens with siblings. Tell somebody, nope, you tell her. <laughs> put on put on the phone, no problem. It's too touchy touch and go around here right now. Mm-hmm. Put put on the phone. Mm-hmm. I I'll tell her, put on the phone. Well let me pray first, because I don't know how it's gonna go after that. <laughs> let me pray first. You you put the phone. She got a phase she got a phase away. All right, okay, look, right. look. I got a hazel folly I deal with every day. I ain't sure. Okay. <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to make me do it backwards. You're supposed to get the covering first. <laughs> oh, Jesus okay. Christ. Oh, yeah, those side of the right there. Yes, 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 Father. Okay. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let me close the door. Okay. Precious and Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning in a humble, humble spirit of thanksgiving. We are so eternally grateful for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We just thank you this morning. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for allowing us to see another day because so many people did not. We thank you for the activity of our limbs because so many people are limited in just the physical activities that they can do and they can perform physically. We thank you for being in our right frame of mind because so many people are not. We thank you for for shelter. We thank you for food. We thank you for the vehicles that we drive, and we thank you for public transportation so that we can still get to and from. There's so many things to be thankful for, so much to be grateful for, and we we just ask that you just put a spirit, keep and maintain a spirit of thanksgiving in our hearts. And always find so many things wrong and so many things to complain about, but we just 
want to say thank you that things are as well as they are and to recognize the blessings that you have placed, that you have seen fit to bestow upon us so undeservingly, God. This morning we just ask that you move through this line and have your way as you do every day. We ask that the reading be encouraging, that it be food, that it be meat for us. And not just for us, but we ask for the revelation of the meaning of the reading. We ask that it, it, it touches our hearts in a way that you would have, oh God, so that as we gain information, as we gain increased knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, that we are able to share it with other people because it is not for us to keep. It's not for us to keep. It's for us to share with others so that they may be encouraged and enlightened as well. We ask that whatever circumstances and situations that the individuals on this line may be experiencing, those known, those unknown, we ask that the word from you be used to speak to those situations, to shed light, to offer comfort, to give revelation to those situations. We ask that the reading speak to them and they speak that it speaks to the heart of every single individual, that it speaks to the spirit of every single individual, as you would have it to do so, God. And this reading goes forth. As the reading goes forth, we ask you to touch, bless, and anoint the lips of the reader so that whatever falls from his lips would be what you would have, even if it's different from the words on the pages. We ask that you just take total control of this situation, total control of the atmosphere, permeate, saturate this atmosphere, oh God. Saturate the atmosphere, oh God, and just fill it with your presence. Make us in your presence. Place us in your presence, God. Majestic. Powerful, wonderful, your presence, safety, your presence, clarity, your presence, wisdom, your presence, understanding, your presence, love, peace, comfort, joy, your presence, oh God. Saturate this place, this line, the households of each individual on this line, the atmosphere so that it is holy, it is holy. We ask that you just best go and abide here with us as your your word goes forth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. Um... Before I get into the reading, I'm going to give you a moment, grab your Bible. We're getting ready to do our Ephesians 1 exercise. Let me okay. stand in the gap for ourselves and or others. So. You know, that's interesting. It's interesting you having us doing that. I did it this morning. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Let me grab my um, mama. Where your Bible? All right. 
Amplified Bible. I don't know about no Amplified Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just I just know the KJV, huh? Yeah, what? Just a little modernized, that's all. Oh, okay. No, but if we stay together, I don't want to be the only joker saying the wrong thing. No, I mean, basically, you know, you, you'll be all right. Okay. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to say it. Well, I mean, I'm going to say it and then you all say it. I mean, because like I said, because what we're doing, oh, okay. don't know. Um, on Sunday I talked about the womb and generational curses and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So this exercise here is to begin to help us to come in line to who God originally formed us to be. So this will begin to break off generational curses, bloodline, all of this type of stuff so that we'll walk in the predestination that God intended us to be. So we're doing this on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of others as well. So I'm doing it on behalf of somebody else. And as I was talking about it on Sunday, this is something God had me doing originally. Then he had me doing it for others. So you can do it. What you're doing is you're going to personalize it for yourself, or you can insert somebody's name and or your family, however you feel led to do it. So that's basically what we're doing. That's for those who don't know. Okay. And as often as I kind of remember, we're going to do it till the Holy Spirit says that's enough. Okay. Okie dokie, Smokey. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. Uh, Brandon Allen, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are in Ephesus and faith in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, y'all can do it. Oh, you want us to repeat it out loud? Yeah, I definitely want you to say it out loud. Like, say, if you want to go oh, on mute, oh, okay. I, I want you to definitely. See, again, I'm, I'm, I'm doing spiritual okay. laws. Okay, that's why I'm saying confess, and we're speaking okay. it. So. Got you. Okay, okay. All right. So now, Lisa, in your case, and I'm just saying, you know, you might want to say me and my family. That way you're covering okay. your family. Okay. All right. Okay, me and my family, apostles of Jesus Christ, by the divine will, to the saints at Ephesus who are also faithful and loyal and steadfast in Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Got you. Okay, go and do the next verse. May grace mm-hmm. and, and spiritual peace, peace with God and harmony. Oh, wait. Ah, this Bible. May grace and spiritual peace be yours from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed Brandon Allen with all spiritual blessing and heavenly places in Christ. All right, go ahead. The next one? Yes. Yeah. Even as he chose myself and my family in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. Amen. Having predestined Brandon Allen unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Okay. Uh, so that my family and I will be to praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, which he so freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In whom Brandon Allen has, has redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. 
which he lavished upon us in every kind of wisdom and understanding. Having made known unto Brandon Allen the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. He planned for the maturity of the times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on the earth. Whom also whom Brandon Allen has obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So that my family and I, who first hoped in Christ, live for the praise of his glory. And whom also, after Brandon Allen trusted, that he Brandon Allen heard the word of truth, the gospel of his salvation, whom also, after he believed, he is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring of it to the praise of his glory. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, on altars unto all the saints. My family and I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in our prayers. That the God of uh, Brandon Allen, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto Brandon Allen the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your heart flood with light so that you can know and understand and the hope to which he has called you us, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward Brandon Allen who believes, according to the working of his mighty power? Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Which in his body, the fullness of him who fills all Oh, oh, it says again. All in all, uh, yeah, that's getting to the same thing. Amen. So, Father God, now we're just going to give him some praise. Father God, we thank you, Father, as we're, we're speaking your word over our life or those individuals we're standing in a gap for, Lord. We're speaking your word, Father. We're placing your word back before you, Father. That you will work as you know you need to work in our lives and those that we are standing in the gap for, Father. Holy Spirit, move in accordance with ooh, shout out, of course, in accordance with what you desire to move. As you heal, seal, anoint, deliver whatever needs to be done, so we can line up to become the men and women of God you called us to be. We thank you, Father, as the power of God goes forth in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 All righty. So, in lieu of yesterday's discussion, I am going back in the book. I'm going to Chapter 1, Spirit, Soul, and Body. The ordinary concept of the constitution of human beings is dualistic, soul, and body. According to this concept, 
soul is the invisible inner spiritual part, while body is the visible outer corporal part. There is some truth to this. It is nevertheless inaccurate. Such an opinion comes from fallen man, not from God. Apart from God's revelation, no concept is dependable. That the body is man's outward sheath is undoubtedly correct, but the Bible never confuses spirit and soul as though they are the same. Not only are they different in terms, their very natures differ from each other. The Word of God does not divide man into two parts of soul and body. It treats man rather as a tripartite spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 reads, May the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, again, right in in that, we have to understand how the world thinks, and I like how he said the concept comes from a fallen man. All right? So, meaning that the, the man's way of thinking is not the same as God's way of thinking. Man is a fallen being. So that's first and foremost. Then you got the spirit of the prince of the power of the air. So he's he's at work. Everything he's doing is to lure you away from God. So we have to, when we come in, when we're talking, see, we say things out in the world. We even, in, even in the world, they might say mind, body, and spirit. Okay. So even in the world, we have to understand that when we're coming to get a greater understanding, we have to come back to see what God says about something. That's 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 how we have to be realigned. And just like what we're doing right now with Ephesians 1, that's to realign us to our purpose, to realign us to our destiny. See, we're, 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 off, we're off kilter. We're messed up. And then we've got this meat suit on us, so, you know, we, we're jacked. So we have to come back and let God cleanse us and repair us and put us back to the way that he intended us to be. This verse precisely shows that the whole man is divided into three parts. The apostle refers here to the complete sanctification of believers. Sanctify you holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. According to the apostle, how is a person wholly sanctified? By his spirit, soul, and body being kept. Mm. Wow. How are we wholly sanctified? So, you know, we got, we got to gain and walk in that understanding that with three parts, and each part has a specific function and acts differently. Even when we're talking about healing, and we talked about yesterday was so much going forth, and, and emotional healing. And if you're not, you you know, we're we trying to, okay, and I thought about this morning, and Erica was talking about how we're accountable even when we act not we're accountable. Well, you know, a lot of people are walking around with diseases because they have been harboring some bitterness, they've been harboring some pain, so sooner or later they're manifesting your body. Erica was talking about how her father feels because he wasn't in her life early, and he feels he he feels some kind of way. Well, that manifests some kind of way. You know, we keep sweeping stuff up underneath the rug and say it's good. Well, you know, sooner or later it's going to come out. So we need to begin, gain an understanding that we're three parts, spirit, soul, and body. That's how God formed us. So when we address our life, we need to look at all three aspects of who we are. 
According to Apostle Paul, how is a person wholly sanctified? By a spirit, soul, and body being kept. From this we can easily understand that the whole person comprises these three parts. This verse also makes a distinction between spirit and soul. Otherwise, Paul would have simply said your soul. Since God has distinguished the human spirit from the human soul, we conclude that man is composed of not two, but three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Is it a matter of any consequence to divide spirit and soul? It is an issue of supreme importance, for it affects tremendously the spiritual life of a believer. How can a believer understand spiritual life if he does not know of the extent of the realm of the spirit? Without such understanding, how can he grow spiritually? To fail to distinguish between spirit and soul is fatal to spiritual maturity. Christians offer account what is solical as spiritual, and thus they remain in a soulish state and seek not what is really spiritual. How can we escape loss if we confuse what God has divided? And that's why I'm, I'm coming back, because I asked the question, what are we made of? How are we comprise? And see, we're, we're, I'm, we're about two-thirds through this book. So I said, you know what, let me go back to the beginning again. So we, see, you've got you to get this, because you can't, you can't grow if you don't get this. This is basic. This is the foundation. This is, this is foundational truth to spiritual growth. I'm not going to say it's basic because this is, this is basic meat, okay? <laughs> Let me say it like this. This ain't baby food. But you've got to be able to understand these aspects of how you are, how you're formed, how God formed you, if you're going to grow. And even Pam jokingly earlier said you're letting the voices take over. You've got to recognize you've got voices speaking to you. You need to understand where they're coming from and know you're not crazy. No, you're not crazy. The, the world, again, the world will label you, you're, you're, you're bipolar, this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not saying there are not certain aspects, but again, how did this happen? How do we occur? So you, you, need, you need to recognize this so that you can begin to say, oh, oh, that's my flesh talking. Let me ignore it. Because, see, the word of God says we worship God in spirit and in truth. So in other words, when we're communing with God, our spirit man is connected to God's spirit. He's ignoring your flesh. God says your flesh is cursed. There's no good thing in your flesh. So if he's ignoring your flesh, then you got to know when your flesh is speaking so you can say, oh, that's just my flesh, and keep it moving. Is it a matter of any consequence to divide spirit and soul? It is an issue of supreme importance, for it affects tremendously the spiritual... Oh, I just read that. Spiritual knowledge is very important to spiritual life. Let us add, however, that it, that it is equally as, if not more important, for a believer to be humble and willing to accept the teaching of the Holy Spirit. If so, the Holy Spirit will grant him the experience of dividing spirit and soul, although he may not have too much knowledge concerning his truth. Mm. You need to be humble and teachable. Because, see, as we gain this understanding, you might have knowledge. Knowledge is in your head. 
But if you don't have revelation by the Holy Spirit, that's all it is, is knowledge is in your head. The Holy Spirit has to teach you spiritual things. If not, you're walking in a realm that you're leading yourself in, and you really don't have the understanding of such. Somebody's got a question or or comment. Okay, that sounded like uh, part of the scripture for when Lazarus was at the gate of the rich man and he turned them away. So you have to come back to be a submissive and humble before you can get your before you can get your blessings and understand your blessings. Okay, I'm not quite sure how you tying Lazarus to the gate of the rich man to, to the divine spirit, soul, and body. Okay, because with Lazarus, okay, he didn't have anything, but then too, he wasn't. He didn't have a spirit of being malicious either. He accepted for where he was at, and his faith was better than that rich man. And when the tables were turned, for now they're into eternity. The rich man who had malice and had no compassion, well, he thought that his money could get him, didn't. So now he's looking for, now he's looking for the blessing which was Lazarus who had crossed his path for him to be better now that he understands. But now it's down to the point of he's got he's got to go through some more things. I guess before he before he released from that, or either he weak what he sold. Am I making any sense to you, Sam? Yeah. Okay. Am I making any sense to you? Uh, I mean, I understand Lazarus and Richmond. I'm still not quite understanding how it's tying his spirit, soul, and body. I mean, you're talking about Lazarus being here. He wasn't blessed. I mean, he was basically poor and a rich man. He basically was just a sinner, so he had everything on the earth. And then when they died, then they were on two different sides. Right. Okay. All right, um... If the Holy Spirit will grant him the experience of dividing spirit and soul, although he may not have too much knowledge concerning his truth, on the one hand, the most ignorant believer without the slightest idea of division of spirit and soul may yet experience such a dividing in real life. On the other hand, the most informed believer, completely conversing with the truth concerning spirit and soul, may nonetheless have no experience of it. Far better is that person who may have both the knowledge and the experience. The majority, however, such lack experience. Consequently, it, it is well initially to lead those to lead these people to different the spirit and soul, and then to encourage them to seek with the spiritual. So, I mean, that's kind of touching on what we were talking about yesterday too. You know, experience, and I always talk about the application of the Word of God. You know, but again, the Holy Spirit needs to be the one to lead you into these areas and arenas, you know, because in reality, 
you don't really know. You might know about, but you don't really know. And the Holy Seed, out of the tri, out of the triune God, though, you have to see. And I like how he said, "A Holy Spirit, you got to humble yourself." The Holy Spirit is the one that you can piss off, and he like, "Oh, you really? Here, mm. yeah, yeah, you, 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 you can resist him." He go, "Okay." I mean, understand? Yes, he does strive with you to try to get you to see something, but you got to come to him in a certain way. You got to submit. You got to get quiet. You got, I mean, God, Jesus, I mean, and I, I have to go back to scriptures. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head talking about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to get out of yourself. Because he will say, okay, you're not ready yet. And he'll come back. And and see, in all actuality, and, and, and thinking of it, I'm talking about it now. I can honestly see why. Because, see, in order to really flow with the Holy Spirit, and I'm using that word, you got to be connected and sensitive. And if you're walking in too much of you, uh, of, of your ideology, of, of what you think and how you feel, when he's going in another direction, you're still going in, the, uh, you, you know, when he's shifted gears and went left, you're still going right. You know, so I can begin to, I can, as I'm speaking, I can see why he has to, he's basically what he's trying to do is to get you out of yourself. Because the Holy Spirit, he flows, he moves. and I mean, this call is evident. You know, we go in one vein to another vein. And for the most part, we're in one accord. Now, there are times when we're not. And there are going to be times we don't miss it. I mean, but for the most part, we're in one accord and we flow. I mean, again, there ain't no way that we on this call four and five hours, because it, like, like, it ain't just prayer. We're learning. We're growing. And then I might be off. Then all of a sudden, Erica will come on. Erica will come up. And we'll flow. And the call flows as a hit. That's because God is the one that's doing it. It's not us. But look at how each and every one of us has been trained by him to get us to this level. You know, I'm going back to Erica again when, when you know, first, it's funny because when I first, you know, when her speaking in tongues, she resisted it like I don't know what. And I remember specifically, I was over at the building one day, and the Lord told me to, I think I sent her a text or something, and she needed to call me or whatever. And anyway, I know God didn't. So she called me later on. I said, wait, nothing I do now. So, hey, you know, see, you got to move, learn how to move when God tells you to move. Again, but it's all training. It's training. It's training. Other portions of the scripture make the same differentiation between spirit and soul. For the word of God is living and active. Wow, did you get that? The word of God is living and active. It's not just words. It's alive. And truthfully, the word of God is Jesus. He was the word of flesh. So again, not just words coming out of a book. It's alive. So, I mean, see, these are the things that we need to begin to grab hold of, see, because when you really start to see them at a whole other level, it's, 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 it gets deeper and it adds, it adds power and substance to you. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, a joint and marrow, 
discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, Hebrews 4 and 12. Okay, wait a minute now. So we got spirit and soul. How do we differentiate the two by the word of God? That's that's what he begins to do. He begins to, okay, show you, all right, you know, this is not of me. So he'll let you walk out there and make a mistake rather than trying to keep you from making so that you can learn. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to miss it. It's part of the course. But it's better for you to walk out there and try and miss it than not to, to just to sit back and go, whatever. Again, he's a parent. When he's training you, which is what yeah. he's doing on this line, when he's training you, he's not going to have you walk in front of a car, people. <laughs> he might have you fall off a curb. But, see, he'll have you fall off of the curb to keep you from getting hit from that car. It's training. Again, I'm going back to me. The time that I got arrested, I broke down and boohoo like a little shout-out. It took me a while to get myself together to say, you know what, God, okay. And I accepted it. And then I was fine from that point on. Then that time later when my father was having that stroke and I, and I walked down, and they woke me up in the middle of the night, I walked down there, oh, uh, okay. Got on the phone, Nate, hook up pastor, and I died. Well, immediately we stepped in there, bam. I, if I had lost it then and broke down and cried, my father would have been walking around here in a whole other different state than he is now. So, again, training. So these situations and circumstances that we go through that we oh, it's too much. I can't do. You know what? You need to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. You need to let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what He's trying to teach you. Training. You got a loving and caring God, and we just talked about Ephesians one. And you got a purpose, a divine purpose that He wants you to walk. So He's trying to get you ready so that you can fulfill that divine purpose. So what are we doing when we're doing Ephesians 1? It's that word of God. What did I just read? It's living and active. What does Jericho say? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and tensions of the heart. So when we're reading Ephesians 1 and standing the gap on behalf of ourselves or our family or whomever the Lord tells us to intercede, we're taking that word that's alive and we're saying insert that word into that person's life, into that person's destiny. That's what we're doing. We're not just reading our Ephesians 1 for X. No, it's a purpose that God is moving. And I'm going to even back it up. It's not a purpose that Sam Farley said, you know what I think. No, this is something the Holy Spirit brought about. And he says, now is the time for you to do that. See, again, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, training again, training, training, training. <coughs> okay, I'm going to just keep reading because y'all pay me no attention. I don't care. We are paying your attention. Just <laughs> dancing on your soapbox. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. So, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing to the vision of soul and spirit, a joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, Hebrews 4 and 12. The writer in this verse divides a man's non-corporal elements into two parts, soul and spirit. The corporal part is mentioned here as including the joints and marrow, organs of motion and sensation. When the priest uses a sword to cut and completely dissect the sacrifice, nothing inside can be hidden. Even joint and marrow are separated. In like manner, the Lord Jesus uses the word of God on his people to separate thoroughly, to pierce even the division of the spiritual, the solical, and the physical. And from this it follows that since the soul and spirit can be divided, they must be different in nature. It is thus evident here that man is a composite of three parts. Wow. And see, this is why I'm going back over this again. I'm picking up so much more. He's talking about the sacrifices and the way that they actually did the sacrifice. And again, God God is a God of order, and everything he did was get was more than just I'm I'm doing something. How the temple was formed, even to the point now the sacrifice. Now we're talking about the word of God. How it, how you say joints and marrow, soul and spirit, and it's the same thing. And when a priest cut the sacrifices, he cut it in the different parts of section, exposed everything. It's like wow. Mm. Wow. Anybody got anything for I keep reading? You know what? Um, what you just said about cutting, about the cutting open and exposed, and exposing of the uh, sacrifice. You know that's so uh, that's that's so pivotal, and I think we talked about that before too when we were saying just exposure is important, exposing ourselves. You know, you don't necessarily have to do it with. It other people, you know, if you don't, you know, everything in everybody's business, but just being open and exposing ourselves to God, even though he knows, like he really doesn't need us to do that, right, because he already knows everything, Mm -hmm. but ourselves exposing ourselves is a form of confession, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, and the acknowledgement, we have to acknowledge things that we need to acknowledge, mm. you know, and he will, but it's so interesting because he will cut you open, mm. you know, he'll cut you open now and he will expose you. It's just mm. a matter how the thing plays out, but he wants us to expose ourselves to him mm. because before he can even begin to do the work, the cleansing, the mm. house cleaning, the mm. housekeeping, mm. we mm. have to acknowledge that such a cleansing needs to take Mm. Because once again, therein lies the lesson. Mm. So it's so important that we allow ourselves to be cut open, like you know, like the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because that that confession is important. What what he gonna do? You know, what is he gonna do without it? What is he gonna do without the confession? Mm-hmm. The confession of sin. You know, we 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 have to because not to do so is a form of that pride again that we were talking about. That is the basis of of um that is the basis of all sin and you know, the opposite of that is humility. Mm. So we have to be humble enough to allow ourselves to be exposed to him so that we can confess, so that we can 
acknowledge that a cleansing needs to take place and that correction needs to take place so that he can then begin the the process of the transformation because you can't change a person who doesn't see any issues with what mm. they're doing. Wow. And that is so true because it's very parallel to, you know, what we were talking about yesterday Stop. as well. Okay. That that he's not going to enter into a vessel that's not, that he's not wanted in. Mm. Wow. So he's not going to be able to help you if you don't ask for it. Because if you don't request or ask, you it, it could easily be that you may be okay with how you are. Mm, wow. But if you don't make your request known, the word even talks about, you know, making your request known. Until until he knows that you want him, mm. you're asking for him, Come on, you now. need him, you mm. love him, mm. he's not going to um, enter into an unwanted place. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, Why so did he go to hell and rescue oh. those people? Why did he go to hell? With all power in his hand, one, he had to let Satan know that he didn't have the power and dominion that he claimed he had. And number two, there were people, there were souls already down there crying out to God. Mm. You know, it's it's, um, some things, you know. It's it's interesting to me how some things can really be tied into things that we can understand, like simple everyday uh, situations, if you will, like just like in a relationship. Who wants somebody that don't want them? Mm-hmm. Like, who who wants somebody that don't want them? You know, you 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 um, you know, after even if you are are crying out for a person, after a while, it's going to be like okay. Okay, you know it's kind of the same the same thing. You don't want to force yourself on somebody. You know mm-hmm. God doesn't want to force Himself mm-hmm. on you. He could do it. He could just you know get you right real quick. You know spray a little candy, get right on you, uh, act right, <laughs> and it's you know spray it on up there, and 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 you be and you be good as new, whether you want right. to or not. But that's just not the way He does. That's not the way He does because that will be contrary to His word where He says that he'll stand at the door and knock it and say, I'm going to kick the door in and break off all the locks. He wants you to accept him willingly. You know, know, even when you're talking about a can, I mean, even if he, you know, spray a little can and get right, that's going to only be temporary. We're only going to do it as long as we're being watched and monitored, you know, and that, that's, again, especially in this dispensation, it's about our free will, our choice, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and, you know, as, I, I understand this, and I'm going to stay in this, and I can't really say scripturally, you know, I can't go in the Bible on this, but I, I'm going to say like this. Think of us as literally like this. There was a there was an anarchy in heaven. There was a war because Satan chose to expose. So now God has us as his science experiment saying, these are people who don't see me but choose me from not seeing me 
because they love me. And we're going to see how it works out. You know, in other words, we don't really see God. We don't really, you know, I mean, for the most part, you know, unless you grow up in spiritual things, you start seeing spirituality, you know, spiritual stuff. But for the most part, we don't really see God. We see God's hand. We see things that God has formed and made, but we don't really see God like we see this chair. But part of us yearns and yearns for him, and when we open up and he comes in, then we start walking according to him. So Satan is like pissed because he was in heaven and he saw God and he rebelled. So now God's got us, his science experiment, down here being tried and tested, but still yielding and wanting God and, and walking in the corner. Satan gets pissed. So I'm saying that in the sense of us being a, a science project. And, and, you know, I can't really get into Scripture and say this, you know, back it up. But it kind of makes sense, you know, because God wants to prove to everybody, you know, there's angels to people and everything. If you choose me, you're better mm. off. You don't. And that's just Sam Farley's version. <laughs> Basically, you just pretty much summed up Job. Because mm. Job was the example. Wow. You know, because the thing is, you know, he knows the integrity of us as it, as okay. it is. He right, knows right. the integrity. Even though we mm-hmm. don't see it in ourselves, mm. he knows who we are. He he already knows, if because he, he even said it, I know Job is going to stand. Mm. The mm-hmm. enemy doesn't know. That's the that shows you how God knows us from the inside oh, out. He right. even said he knows us from the end to the beginning, from the beginning to the end. He knows all of us. So mm-hmm. he knew that Job was going to stand no matter what. All of the protections that he had around him was because he knew who Job was and how Job felt about him. And that's just like that's just like a bully. Well, you wouldn't say that if you didn't have your mm. boys behind. You. Come on now, honey, the right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Oh, you wouldn't say that if you had, if you had your gun. But mm. because people mm-hmm. know that, but because God knew the strength that Job had within him in his faith, he was like, no, try right. him. Mm. Come on now. And that's how, and that's right. the thing. That's how he, that's how he is with all of us. The thing is, because God knew. God knew that we were going to come to this time where our protections were not going to be enough. Mm. Because the thing is, the, the the more evil rises up, the the more we the more we look at the stuff around us, we're just like Peter. <laughs> we'll sink, we'll drown, but He knows that we'll reach out at the last minute and be like, God help us, and then right, He's able right. to do that which He needs to do to help us get back up where we need to be. But the enemy goes before God and said that, and, and God, and that was that was the reason for the illustration. The enemy goes before God to to tell on us every little thing that we do. But God goes, you know what? I, I already knew He was going to do that. I knew that that temptation might get him, but He's still not going to denounce me. That's the biggest thing for God is, are you going to denounce me and all the crap that you do and all the crap that you go through? Will you renounce your faith to me? And when we don't, that's what makes the enemy mad because he wants us to put our, our, our belief in self and in our strength. When God is saying, no, I'm the one, I'm your strength. So, 
Let's look at look at Job and that because people say, Oh, I'm going through trials, but the thing is, Job is Job was God letting us know in his way, in his in the story, in the parable, in the history being told that if you believe on me, look at what, what happens. You might get your health messed up. You might get your finances jacked up. Your closest people will turn on you if you stay mm. in the mess too long. But as long as you hold on your faith in me that I'm still God and that I still rule, at the end of all of that, I'll give you back what you what you what you miss. But mm. then you got to forgive those who didn't stand with you. All right. You gotta, you gotta be like, you know what? Even though you weren't on my, on my, you know, my cheer squad, it's okay. I forgive you for that. But and then God, God was able to bless that because He believed everything that God said. But He also had to chastise them because the thing is, it's not that we don't, we can't question God. And people always say, don't question God. It's not that we don't, we we can't, we don't. And when we don't, we assume. And when we assume, we blame him for everything. But he's like, mm-hmm. where were you when I formed you? Where were you when I formed the earth? Where were you when I made these different things so that they were, they were self-sustaining, that I didn't have to do nothing else but sit back and watch my work fold out and grow and just keep growing and, and evolve? Where were you when I knew that this was going to happen to you? And I set things in place so you'd be able to find a way out. You weren't there, weren't you? But you didn't ask me where was the, where, it's like the, the, the world knows it. You know, there's that there's these games that you can have on your phone called find the door, find your way out the room, find your way out the elevator, and they have all these little hidden areas that you have to look through to find the key. He's like, all you had to do was ask. You didn't have to go and turn over every book, every sheet, every mattress. If you would have just said, "Daddy, where's the key? I'm ready. I'm ready to get out the situation." I would have told you. But our communication and with this texting, with with the way things are now, we talk less and less, and so therefore, it takes away from our communication with God as well. Because we can't text God. That's right. So how are we going to pray to him? Right, right. I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Um, and thank you for that um, evangelist, <laughs> evangelist long. Um, you know what that reminds me of? <clears throat> what you were saying about, well, Job and then all of us. There is a story that is often told for pe- well, two people who are trying to build a business, the people who are entrepreneurs and want to be successful. And one of the, the gurus, one of the original gurus of entrepreneurship told the story, and I don't know if anybody's ever heard it, but the story is about uh, the, the, there is, you know, the guru person, somebody like really big and really famous uh, had done a presentation. He had done a motivational speaking some at some big arena, and <clears throat> a young man who either had already launched his business or was getting ready to launch his business walked up 
to him and said, I really want to be successful. I really want to make it. Can you please give me some tips because I want to be big like you? And he said, okay, son. Gave him his business card. He said, meet me at the beach tomorrow, 7 a.m. Okay, fine. Yes. He's going to spend what somebody this big, somebody this famous is going to spend one-on-one time with little old me, just a little nobody. So needless to say, he was there at 6.50. He was there early the next morning, and the gentleman did show up. And the guy was at the beach, but, of course, he wanted to be dressed appropriate, right? So he had on um, his business suit. And he, oh, man, my story, hold on. Hello? Hello? Me too here. Hello? I think she's having Oh. Okay. Hello? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. It was my, I don't know what Anyway, so he's there. He's at the beach, and he's got on his suit. And so the gentleman tells him, now the gentleman is on the beach. He's on, nope, let me get this right because this part is really important. In my purse. The, the the gentleman went out, like the guru person that he went there to meet, walked out into the water. And he was like maybe, probably maybe like needy in the water. And he told the young man, okay, I want you to walk out here, walk into the water. He's looking like, dude, I got on this suit. You know, I put on this brand new suit just to impress you and you want me to walk out in the in the ocean? Yeah, I want you to walk out here. So, of course, he did. He started walking. Me deep. He said, okay, come out further. Go out further. So he walked out further. And so now he's, let's say, waist, you know, waist deep in it, about waist deep in the water. And he's like, mm, I don't really know. It seemed a little bit strange to me. I don't know what's going on. He told him to go out further. So he walked out, and now he's really wigging out because he's chest deep in the water now. He's going further and further because they're at the ocean deep. And now he's chest deep in the water, and the man said, okay, what do you want? I want to be successful. You still want to be successful? Yes, I want to be successful. So he tells him to walk further out. So now he's neck deep in the water. He asked him again, what do you want? I want to be successful. Do you still want to be successful? Yes, I want to be successful. And he had him walk out even further. And so now the dude wants to say, I'm not doing this. Like, this is crazy. I'm about to die out here. Like, I'm about to drown. And you keep telling me to walk out further. What is going on? So he got to the point where his the water is, like, right underneath his nose. What do you want? And he had to, like, kind of get on the tippy toes. Like, I want this to But he was terrified. 
absolutely terrified because he thinks if one good wave comes, I'm going to drown out here and I ain't going to be successful because I'm going to be dead. So the guru guy walked out to where he was and he pushed his head. Now the other guy, the guru guy was like strong, like, you know, like a really strong, fit, tall, big guy, like kind of like a Tony Robbins type of guy, right? Big, strong, calm. The guy was kind of little, you know, a shorter guy or whatever. He just wasn't as physically strong as the guru. And he pushed his head under the water. And he held it there. And the guy is flailing. He's flailing. He's flailing. He's freaking out like some of you see on TV. Like somebody's on the house. I didn't kill him. And he held his head and he held his head. And, and, and he um, finally, 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 he let him up. And he's like, what were you saying down there? You were saying something. What were you saying? He said, I need to breathe. I want to breathe. I want to breathe. I want to breathe. He said, well, what did you want when you were down there up under the water? I want to breathe. I wanted to breathe. And he finally walked him back to where he was chest deep. He said, son, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when you're going to be successful. And that story, that story has changed the lives of so many people. I've, I've played it for teachers. I've played it for business people since I've heard it. Um, and I've, I've played it for, in the living room, and I've played it for um, people who are, like, going through the ministry, you know, deaconships and all of that stuff. And it's so important here because... And it changed it changed their lives. And so when I heard that, I automatically thought about our relationship with God and exactly what you all have been saying, Erica, Felicia, um, what you were just saying, um, especially with Joe. Sometimes he'll he'll get us to the point where he's pushing our head up under the water to where we feel like we can't breathe, to where we feel like we are drowning to get us to see that we can't do it without him, to get us to understand that we have to want and seek him as badly as we want to breathe for our life. Like this is our life. It's it's life or death. And we feel like, you know, what the heck? Like what what is this going on? I feel like I'm in in the struggle of fight for my life. But guess what? We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. And um, it will seem like we're being taken to the extreme sometimes. Like, God, why are you killing me? Like, you allowing these folks to just, just, Take the very life out of me. Like what the what is going on? What is going on? But he wants us to want him as badly as we want to breathe, and then he can really begin to do the miraculous in our lives. The miracles we will see. You know, he will really begin to be able to take us where it is that he wants to take us. But he's got to take us to the edge first. Well, and I, I, okay, 
I agree, and then I guess one of the things that I will say is it so much that he wants wants to take us to the edge more so than he giving us that same freedom and liberty to make choices and giving us the room, you know, directing our path, but see, you know, um, willing to see how far we're going to go before we request him to enter in and help us. Because I, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that he, you know, will drown us or allow us to walk to the edge more so than he will give you, will direct you and show you things and see what, you know, I guess see the desire of your heart or how sincere you are with um, whatever it is your request is, but how much of it is within you that you think you can do before you request him to enter in and be your guide. Hey, Erica, before you even go any further, I want to add also two things. One is we have to learn to really understand and depend on him at a level that we're not comfortable with. And more important than anything, he says in his word that no flesh is going to glory in his presence. So he's got to get you to the point that you're coming out of yourself, depending on him and allowing him in so he does the work. Because of what we're constantly learning, if we're doing it, we're doing it. And it's not him and it's not spiritual. So when we get to the other side, what you did, you did this, you did it, it wasn't me. So that's even like, so I just wanted to add those two components onto right. what you were saying. Because, see, that, that takes me back. And uh, amen, Felicia. I, I, I want to take you back to what we were talking about yesterday. You know, just a little bit when I was talking about how God directed me in the path to go back to school. And, I mean, I already have a master's degree. Why do I want to go get a second one? But that was because God told me that the when I went back to school the first time that I went into the area that he told me I shouldn't have been going in when I got my bachelor's degree. So, again, he also told me with class number one that um, – he told me in his way, and I acknowledged it, that I'm, are you going to need me to get through this? Because first you was hard-headed the first two rounds at this thing and didn't, didn't, you heard me, but you didn't listen. You didn't do as I told you. So you're definitely at this level, you're going to need me. And I acknowledged after class number one, yes, God, I know I'm going to need you because all this sounds like foolishness to me. And so he led me in that direction, he showed me what I asked for, and he directed me in the area of which I should go. But again, how far of it, how far in, down that path was I going to go without asking him to still be my guide and my support as I walk through it? And so I think, you know, in your, what, the pivotal thing about the story pretty much is that he had a request you know, as we do to God, and the guru, uh, you know, gave him information and direction of where to meet him, and he wanted to, you know, I gave you what you asked for, so now what's your next request? 
but his request continued to be the same. I want to be rich or, you know, or I want to be prosperous. And that's all he did. He had to, unfortunately, he walked out this process within self before he realized that he had to make another request of God because he couldn't do it by himself. So I I think the biggest thing is when this talks about transformation of our mind and our thought process, that when we make requests to God and he grants it, we have to remember that we have to continue to make requests, not that he just granted and we walk it out on our own without him, because if it was him that granted the request or the wish, we have to continually ensure that we're, you know, interceding on our own behalf, that he will continue to walk this course with us. Because if it were not for him, we would the first request or the initial request would have never been granted anyway. So I think it's, it, it still goes back to being delivered from self because there is nothing that we can do within ourselves, you know, that are, that's going to get us to these various places. So as, as she was um, telling the story, I, I, me and Wayne, and I might have said it before on the line, we got a joke that, um, you know, because anyway, the joke is, you know, I, basically the joke was that I've learned how to grow gills because I'm underwater. Huh. I keep moving. And as you're telling the story, I was saying to myself, we have to get to the point that when God, if we're truly trusting him, just like you said in that story, that man takes his hand and puts that man's head in the water. You got to be in and adapt to the situation and circumstance. If God puts you in the water, he will give you gills. I, I'm talking about me. I, like, like, everything in my life is over my head. But by his grace and his mercy, I'm pressing on. But I'm learning to be more peaceful in the midst of the negativity. Trust and still pressing on. And I, as you were saying that in that story, that I said, that's my joke. I said, I've learned how to grow gills. I'm still moving on and still trusting God. And lately with me is I'm looking for God's provision. In other words, it ain't kind of coming out how I think and feel, but Lord, like Abraham, that knife is in the air, but I'm, I'm trusting your provision. Now, where is it, Lord? I'm going to keep walking. Like Pam said, I have jumped again. I go over to the building, $50 in my pocket and a hammer, <laughs> you know, but but for the provision of God in the midst of the negativity. So so I was. that's kind of when you were talking about the man's head going underwater. That's why I like, you know what, Lord, you got to learn how to be peaceful. You got to learn. Because, see, that, that, that anxiety, though you are fighting for your life, begin, we got to learn how to be divorced from things. Yeah, but trying to move in the purpose of God. So though you are fighting for your life, you still have to recognize that God's got you, God's got this. Find peace in the situation or circumstance, because if you don't find that peace, you will never find a provision. Going on mute. Mm. And I think that, yes, and, and, and it just was a classic, you know, just a, a, a classic lesson or illustration of trust. You know, trusting God, it, it, like he, he knew that the guy, 
where he believed that the guy would not be telling him to do something just to harm him, you know, for his detriment. No, come on out further. Hello, come on out further. Come on out further. Come on out further. You know, the, and you know he was scared. I didn't do. The water was up to his neck. Come on out further. Come on. And, he, and he kept doing it because he trusted him, because he believed that this person wouldn't do anything to cause him harm. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. And so he he believed that. You know, he believed that. um, And it it just, it was, it was, to me, it was just the, the, one of the ultimate, one of the best illustrations of, of, of trust and faith. Even in a situation where you're like, what in the world? This don't make no type of good sense. Like, what is this foolishness? But he kept going anyway. But see, now that makes me think, okay, he trusted that guru, someone that he did not know personally, okay? Mm-hmm. But would he would he trust God like that? Well, that man yeah. had him walk. That man had him walk out into the ocean. He did. Okay. Mm-hmm. He he didn't. You know, he believed that the man wouldn't have him do it without. You know, to hurt him. But he didn't know that for sure. He just he had faith. But would right. he have faith in God like that? And that's you know that's a viable question. You know, I guess it determines, or it will be determined by his relationship with God. I guess I was just you know, looking at it as symbolism, you know, just, just the symbolism um, of, of of our, you know, us as it relates to God. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I suppose it just, you know, would depend upon what his relationship with God is. Because at the end of the day, our success or our failure is not, it's, it's success, success and failure is a world thing. It really is, because the thing is, what we, what God was, what God is looking at is, is timing. So we might see it as a failure based on how the world views success and failure, but God just sees it as a learning tool. God sees it as okay, you know, with the devilment. That phrase is is there for a reason. That scripture is there for a reason. With the devilment for bad, thinking that you failed, God meant it for your good for you to be able to use that as a stepping stone. You know, it's either a stepping stone or a stumbling block. That's to that that narration is in scripture as well. It can be either the cornerstone that builds or it can be the stumbling block that makes you fall. It that's 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 the choices that we we have before us every day. You know, and, and the thing is if we have if we going going based on the story that you told if we look at everything through the lens of what what the world wants us to look at, we will follow the minister. We will follow the bishop. If the bishop says give five hundred dollars, don't pay your car note this month. Give five hundred dollars, and you're going to succeed in the next sixty days. We'll give that five hundred dollars. But if the spirit of the Lord came to us in a dream and said. I want you to fill your gas tank up 
and drive until the gas mm-hmm. runs out, and you're going to see a man in a purple coat, and he's going to tell you your next assignment, we would we would mm-hmm. we would just sit there and be like, um, that's not God. And it's just like it, 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 and, and it, and it's, and it's sad because I know I do it. I've done it. I stopped. It. You know, I stopped when I really thought about it. I'm like, how is it? You gonna say I give X amount of dollars, and in so many days, this is what's gonna happen? I'm, there's nowhere in scripture that says that, but it does say He'll come to you in a dream and say. Do thus and so, and then you'll find somebody in this location doing this to ask them or tell them thus and so, and then so on and so forth. So it's like we have to, if we really are going to do this walk, we have to do it the way he explained it to us, the way he showed us he works. Because the way the enemy has us looking at the world is not the way God has set it up. It's not the way God has set it up. And and then we're when do we when do we cry foul or we cry failure when the things that we put our hands on doesn't prosper mm. or, or doesn't work out the way we thought it was supposed to work out. And then God is like, Well yes, I did want you to do that, but going back to the same scenario, I told you to fill the gas tank up Drive out the gas, and when you got to the place to whatever, whatever, there was going to be a person in a purple coat. That guy in a purple coat would have been the one that you struck up a conversation with. That guy in a purple coat could have had the $50,000 that you so just happened to need to go into your next level of business that God wanted you to do. But instead, instead of doing what he said, you gave the $500 because the minister that you see said that thus says the Lord, and if you do this in 60 days, you're going to get what you need. But if you would have followed God, you would have gotten it in three. It's the choices that we make. And, 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 and like Sam tells us all the time, we have to relearn it. We have to relearn God's way and come out, uh, come out from among them. So we can't see, hear, react, or act the way the world has already programmed within us. Now, just like he has us doing Ephesians, we have to have we have to reprogram our whole essence, our whole spirit, our whole way of thinking and everything, renewing our mind to God's way of thinking and watch him work. That's me work. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd like to pose this question How many of us are still stuck? In our old, um, ha- how many of us still have that old habit, that old um, go-to for comfort? How many of us still have that old go-to that you know that makes that helps us feel better? Mm. You know, like me, if I get overwhelmed, it's either reading or it's eating. It's one of the two. 
that was, I mean, that, that's my go-to. But who, what? where do we put God in that if we go to our old comforts when he wants to be our comfort? So what are the old comforts that we need to get rid of so that we can help so that the process can, can be better between us and God? Where we go to him first for comfort and not to our regular comfort, you know, our blankets, our, 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 our blankies, our, you know, our whatever. What is the comfort that you continue to go to? Is it going to talk to other people? Is it eating? Is it drinking? Is it going to have a, a couple of cigarettes? Is it going out partying? Those things also God is looking at and saying, you're still not choosing me first. And going back to Lisa's scenario, okay, you want to be successful in spirit, soul, and body. What else? Do you want me or not? And that's what he's looking at. He's like, you're still choosing other stuff over me. You know, I mean, think about it. When you're in a relationship with your husband or your boyfriend or your Uh girlfriend, and, you know, y'all having issues, and instead of them talking to you, they go talk to their boys or they, they're constantly going to the strip club or they're doing whatever, you get mad, right? You're like, why didn't you come to me if you had an issue with me? That's the same thing God is saying. Why are you going over there where you can come to me and I can give you the answer straight up? Oh, Jesus. But we still, but we get mad in the natural realm. And we think God, get, I mean, God doesn't get mad. He's not that type, but he's just like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait. Understand that every action has a reaction, has a has a backlash to it. So now you got to be prepared for whatever choices you made. There's going to be some issues behind that as well. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait. Mm. Again, as I minister to you, I minister to my soul. So... I'm going to shut up because I didn't cut my legs off. And I'm, I'm going on mute. Cut <laughs> your legs off. Mm. How did you cut your legs off? <laughs> Amen, Felicia. Amen, honey. I got you. I got you. Yes. I got you. Much appreciative. Much appreciative. Quiet, ain't it? <laughs> all of a sudden, it's quiet. Baby. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I understand, honey. I got you. I hear you loud and clear. Mm. Okay, Sam, were you finished reading? Maybe 
maybe he wants to go have emergency surgery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody has to attach a body part. We got to attach Felicia's legs back. Right. Yeah, to have some surgery. I don't know. Hey, I I can I don't have anything left but to laugh at mine, honey. Amen. Mm-hmm. Man, you off the table, Sunday school board, all that. Hey, how you doing? Okay, thank you, ma'am. Somebody gonna give us an A selection. Something. All right, A selection, lyrical dance. Something. I can't. I can't. I can't give you something. Give me just one second because it was something I was thinking about, and I think it really um, goes into what we've been talking about for the last couple of days. Um, one. This- Sam said he's on the phone. He'll be back on as soon as he finishes. Okay. So um, then I can go ahead and, and play this then. Hold for one moment. Listen to the word, Okay, I'm back. Okay. 
Erica was trying to get us to hear a, 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 a song or a sermon. You say Erica was trying to what? Have us hear it's either a song or a sermon, but we can't hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell her to sing. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> They might need to mute their phone so we can't hear the other background noise. I know some. I've been here for a long time, but if I could just be about thirty people just to just stand with me and just lift up and talk to the Lord and just open up. I know we need to be in the church. 
Were you all able to hear it? Hear the words of that song? No, it was it was muffled and and staticky. Mm. Okay, my apologies. 
um and pretty much what what it what the song is um it's pretty much taken from i want to say isaiah isaiah six when you know um it was during the time of King Uzziah, if I'm not mistaken, and when he died. And, you know, we've been talking about the temple and the different, you know, as we've been talking about body, soul, and mind, the three parts of the, the spirit, and also the equivalence to that of the three parts of the temple. It really, um, this song was taken from, I don't know who sang it, I've been looking for it, it just so happened that someone gave me this CD with just a lot of songs on it. And um, I can't even Shazam it to get it to pull up an artist or anything. So I've been searching and searching and still searching. Um, But it's talking, you know, as we've been talking about the three part being the three various parts of the uh, spirit and the three uh, parts of the temple and how it relates to us and the various things that we go through in life. This is talking about uh, King Uzziah when he died and uh, the Lord was sitting upon the throne and we're talking about how, um, you know, we talking about the how holy God is and, the, again, the three parts of the temple and how... Um, how can I say it? Uh, hmm. I think um, talking about how um, we're looking at our the rope, the rope filling the temple, and all the context of the. Um, the temple, and we're talking about the three parts, and you're also talking about the variations of things that we experience and what we are to allow um, ourselves um, to, I guess, develop and enhance and increase our relationship with God and um how going through these processes, how our, you know, the various emotions, because we're talking about being soulish and being emotional and where these things are, how, I guess, how we experience them and how it's the difference of them being solical um, and, you know, personal and, I guess how to differentiate it because, again, as we go, as we enhance and build our relationships with with God, with Christ, how we have to remove ourselves from a lot of the fleshly, carnal, earthly things that we are so drawn and accustomed to, to experience the true essence of God and being free and delivered from a lot of things that keep us in these places where we are held hostage, even with, you know, to our own choosing. And this song really embodies how you have to surrender, acknowledging how holy God is and how you worship and praise him to, you know, die to self and relieve ourselves of those uh 
personal walls that we build up thinking that we're protecting ourselves and we're not truly allowing God to enter into our spirit to deliver us from these things that we are so constantly held captive to. Y'all still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yes. I know if the caller didn't do the what. I can't feel a thing for it. I'm still here. Oh, okay. <sighs> Where we at? You finish doing your reading. Yeah, I'm not. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Are you saying? Oh, okay. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna go back through that and a little bit at a time, and what it gives is what it gives. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share the um the encouragement for today, and it's so it's so awesome how it's, everything is. I know. I, I told my sister a long time ago. I said I know when the spirit is is talking to everybody because everybody is on the same vein of of revelation, I guess you could say. And so um, the encouragement today says, put your issues aside and stop fussing over things that are basically inconsequential. Hmm. Quiet your soul and find your place of peace. Begin again with a clean slate leaving behind all the things that have kept you in turmoil. You have very little authority or control over most of the things you worry about. Reestablish spiritual perspective, says the Lord. And they reference Matthew 6 and 27. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? Wow. And that's the that's the prophecy encouraging word for today. Mm-hmm. But if you can give me a part of the course of that song, I could probably find the name of the song for you. Okay. Okay, I will definitely give you that information. Okay. The one, um, the first one. I don't know where Sam is or where his head is either. 
the say? first line what? was, holy are you, Lord, huh? Holy are you, Lord. And then um, it says, high and lifted up in all the earth. Sure. I thought it might be him. That's three different people. But it sounded like him. Okay, um, it references Isaiah 61. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Isaiah 6 and 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, hold on one second. I'll be right back. Um, Joe Pace is the is the is the singer. Um, Joe Pace. Yeah. Hold on a second. It's part of a medley. Um. Hold on one second. A worship medley? Mm. Yes, it's part of a worship medley. It's like, Lord, I lift your name on high, and 
Then it goes into higher lifted up. And um and um but yeah, it's Joe Pace with Claire Hammond um is in there. Um and it's on the C D Sunday morning service. Okay. There you go. Okay. Mm. I'll let you know once I listen to it. And it's what's the title of it? I'm sorry. Um, the title of the CD of the song of higher lifted up. Higher lifted up. High and lifted up. High and lifted up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the same one? It doesn't sound like it.
Samuel. Yes, dear. You can proceed, sir. Oh, prayer request time. Who wants prayer? Everyone's prayer going once. <laughs> 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 Somebody who ain't seen you in a while. So a lot of times when we're growing and we're changing, especially a good thing about it spiritually, we just kind of begin to go in that direction. So we don't even recognize we're changing or that we change a lot of times until further on down the road. So, but I was just asking since we did that, which you really hadn't been that long, have you detected a shift in anything as far as in your spiritual nature? Mm. Um, I don't know if you would say it's a change, but um, I don't know if you call it the gifting or the, the whatever you call it. Um, but the see things is getting a bit much. You said the what? The see things, you know, when the I call it connecting the dots. Oh, okay. The connecting the dots is getting um, stronger, you know. Like you know, give me one plus one, and you, no matter how far apart and how many different zero point zero zero zero, how many, however you put together the one plus one, I still see the two type thing, you know. 
so I just I I stopped kind of like watching the news and I stopped kind of you know I'm trying not to go back to shutting myself out because it it can get overwhelming sometimes. But yeah, I guess you could say that that's that's pretty much it. You know. Especially like when some like we're on a call and just some of the things that are said it's just like, Okay, one plus one is two, there's a connection there. There's a connection. and it's just like, Okay. Now it's just knowing when to speak and when not to speak. You know, when to say something and when not to say something is what I'm asking him to help me with now. So. If that makes sense, if that answers your question. Yeah. Because he was telling me a large part of uh, me and Erica, I mean, and, and that's what, again, what he, okay, we talked about that court, and I know we never really talked about it like I said we should. I guess we're about to talk about it now. But that was the purpose of what he was doing. He was depositing in each of us a portion of the other. You know, so, you know, there are parts of Erica to come in me, parts of me to go in Erica. Spiritually speaking, I don't want y'all, because I know how I got on the line. Y'all got jokes. <laughs> but uh, but that that was the purpose. And this is just the beginning stages, again, you know, that he's doing. You gotta, okay, Father, that's what we're about to get into this a little bit. Okay, I'm going to just pray in the spirit and see what you all see. Shout out to the Lord. Shout out to the Lord. Shout out Definitely stronger. Wiser. More discerning. And flowing in each other's giftings and capabilities. And allowing God to work through us and to touch others. Even now when we minister to others outside of the line, it will be even more powerful. Even now when we minister to others outside of the line, the anointing has increased dramatically because that power yet yeah, that anointing of God is resonating inside of us it's just sitting there feeding on his on his spirit and allowing God to increase in us dramatically exponentially as he reveals the heals the anoints the keeps in part should have directed it whatever is needed yet of course that so of course they did father God yet of course we just thank you father yet as you continue to be God should have do us to the ganda how did that and continue mm yet mm 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 hmm okay this is not me who needs to speak one of y'all got something What the heck? One of who? Either you or Felicia. One of y'all too.
I see that though. I see that. I see that. I see that. Um, but the one thing I noticed too is I I'm not gonna say I don't like speaking in tongues. I'm not gonna say that. But I will say once I start speaking in tongues, it takes over for a minute. And I think that's why I don't go into that realm as much as I should. Wait, wait, wait. Now, I got to stop you here because uh, what was that whole analogy that Lisa gave of the story about the man walking on the water? <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead. I'm going back on mute. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. Like, I, and because it was so funny, I've I've done it. I've gone into, I've uh, when I go there, I it just it kind of just continues. And I got to the point once or twice where my kid had to come in and stop me because she was like, "You weren't breathing." I was like, "I was breathing. Wasn't I breathing?" She was like, "No, you weren't breathing." I'm like, "Okay, you know." It was that kind of thing. And so that kind of like made me, you know. Well, dear, um, you know, I mean, Erica's seen me, you know, when I'm here and going forth. There have been times my mother has told me to stop because she's just, she just stood on the wall and looked at me. Then, you know, we don't see it on the line, but sometimes I'll just go. And... Going back to what I just said and going back to the thing, Elisa, you, you you got to just get to the point where you're comfortable and you're familiar and you can go underwater and trust in God. And, again, it's just the processes that, you know, what you're doing is, yeah, but he's taking you there. Yeah. And he's taking you there because you're ready. And, yeah, it is uncomfortable, and, and, and yes, it is scary. I, I won't say that. And But we got to grow more comfortable and trusting in that capacity. And, it, you know, it ain't, it ain't. Again, imagine literally imagine literally taking your head underwater. That's, that's scary and keeping it there. But then the Navy SEALs and all them who do that for a living, they grow comfortable in it. So, again, it's, that's what God is taking you in. Yeah, that's all I can say. I mean, you know what's so funny though is the the only thing that I'm uncomfortable with is not even going there. Because when I go there, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But it's the loss of time that I have to. That's the part that that mm-hmm. I have to get. That's the only part that I really have to get comfortable with. Because when I when I go, it's like. She told us, she's like, you was in there like a half an hour. I'm like, a half an hour? I was like, no, I wasn't. She's like, yeah, you were, it was about a half an hour. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and it was that kind of discomfort because I'm like, you know, is that normal to lose time like that? You know, and I'm like, okay, you know. That yeah, that's 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 my biggest thing. The, the loss of the time, like it doesn't. I'm seem over like, here humming. You don't hear me. I'm humming like la la la. <laughs> I, mean, I can't do nothing but shuffle papers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You know, that that's that's the biggest thing for me. It's the loss of time. Because I used to do it when I wasn't in the spirit. You know what I mean? Like I would sit in front of the T V for hours and lose track of time. So now to do that in that capacity is just like you know what? Both of y'all no, I'm well, shut up, because y'all making fun of no. me. No, no, I'm not making fun of you. I mean, I haven't. Not yet. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I need you to get it all out. I do. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go on mute. I don't want to hear no background noise. <laughs> uh, laughing at me. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But no, I mean that's and that's the thing. It's like I, I, you know, and then just I, like I told my sister before, I, I had to actually sit down and tell her, and I think I've and I've said that to you guys before too. When I was younger, I was very serious because the stuff that I do now, I used to do then, but I didn't know what it was. So the whole connecting the dots and stuff. It was it felt it was normal. Like I would see somebody and have a conversation with them, and I know they're one plus one, and I would know not to deal with them or whatever. I, you know, some insights that was given to me, I would share with them, and they, you know, I was even ministering then. I can say that now because I get it. But now it's 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 pretty much like the stuff that I see is not as light and frill and, and frilly. And I'm trying not to go back to that being that serious person because I don't like. You trying not to go back to being what? I was always serious. I didn't hardly like laugh and stuff, and so it was just kind of like I don't want to go back there. I think that's that's my biggest thing. And so now it's like it, it just the stuff that I see is just so heavy. It's so heavy. I'm like, Lord, I just I don't want to. I don't want. Oh. Well, you know, and then the stuff like you know, the stuff he shows me, I'm supposed to share it and people looking at me crazy and it's just like, Lord, you know, I got that when I was younger. Now you want me to get back to that again when I'm older, it's just like, Oh God, you know. Um but I know, I know. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Keep going. Because it's, it's, it's just it's really hard to see the stuff and not say anything. But it's also hard to say to, to because you, what he gives what he gives us to share, we're supposed to share it. And you're supposed to be like, oh, if it's accept, you know, he's like, okay, you know, what the scriptures say, if it's not received, that's just, you know, kick the, the dust off your feet and keep it moving. But, you know, when you have, and that's where the enemy gets us. It's like we, the ministry of Christ, the ministry of the enemy, that, that, that not enemy, but the enemy wants us to not share. You know, he wants us to, to you know, that whole bullying thing and that whole, you know, all of that is for this time because when we come forward with what God shows us and what God wants us to do, it's just like he wants us to be kowtowed and, and be like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. You know, you're phobic on some level or you're, 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 you're fearful on this level or whatever, and everything is totally 
if you're not a psychic, if you're not a psychologist, if you don't have a letters behind your name, whatever you're saying, oh, oh. conspiracy. So you, you were to say what I saw, it would be more received than if I were to say what you saw. You know, you feel me? Like because you have repeat the letter, that, repeat that. Uh huh. Repeat that, please, ma'am. That last part. The last part. If uh-huh. I were to say what you see, I would be looking crazy. But if you were to say what I see, it would be accepted because you have the 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 number, the the letters behind your name. So if you can put what I see in clinical terms, it's going to be received more than if I say it and put it in spiritual terms. Because people are programmed for that. They're not programmed to see what, to to receive those things from the spiritual realm. Unless I say I'm a psychic and I get me a 1-800 line and say, oh, this is Cleo, let me tell you your future. They don't receive that. They want they want something that tells them that it's going to be okay when it's not going to be okay unless you are living for God unless you have accepted the gifts that He has given unless you, that everything has a condition and it's just like if you tell them that they look at you like mm, you're going too deep okay you're not going deep enough that's the thing you know what I mean and so like it just it just boggles my mind. It just boggles my mind. And so when I go there and and I look at people's faces and I see their eyes glass over, I just get irritated. So then I'm in self and I'm not in the spirit anymore because now I'm irritated. <laughs> when I'm telling you, you're not listening to it. It's just like, you know what? Okay. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I'm done. You I'm, sure that's all you need to get off your chest? Man, no, it's not, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> I want to let you I mean, because cause the thing is, I, the biggest thing is my whole life has been shut up. Mm. My whole life has been shut up. And so yesterday I had to, I got off the phone, not just because of, the conversation, I had to get off the phone. But the way the conversation was going, I'm not going to lie. I got into my feelings because when I was younger, I was seeing things. And I was telling people, the adult, this is what I'm seeing. This is what needs to be done for it to be fixed. This is what is what. And I was supposed to shut up because I didn't have the experience. But it's not about the experience, it's about the observation because I saw it somewhere else or I heard a conversation amongst other people. Or maybe I heard, you know, it's like you, you, we, we can't discount what people say to us just because they've never been there. And so I got into my feelings yesterday. So that's, <laughs> and, then, and then to shut up, and then, and then I'm constantly being told to shut up, it was just like, what? And And, and it just... I, so now I'm used to being shut up. Oh. And then when I talk, I talk too much. And I know that, so I try to cut it off at what it is, you know. I do. I try to shut up. I, you know, I just, I do. I could be talking to my sister for like an hour, and she'd be like, you know what? You really went deep. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut up then, you know. And I'm done. I'm going on mute. Cause I don't want you to go on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, one thing, okay, I'm going to say this. And for anyone else who's listening, if you are offended by my laughter, please do not be, as I, I, I believe that I do have a personal uh, relationship with um, Felicia enough to laugh at her or with her. And the reason that I laugh because, again, I have God, and I thank God for it, that I have, you know, he has moved me from a place to where, again, I always talk about being delivered from people and their ideas and thoughts and feelings. But that my laughter is an expression of being overjoyed. Um, and some of it is in a cynical type of fashion because I lived where you lived for such a long time. That's no, you know, that's another thing. But again, I have to, um, for me, I have to find uh, the joy or laughter or look at the brighter side of things because it can be so heavy and overbearing and consuming to where it can drive you to a a place where you can't do anything but either be angry or be mad or cry. Mm-hmm. Or something. So that's why I laugh. So for anyone who's listening um, and they may be feeling some type of way, please do not be offended. Let me first say that. Secondly, what you I needed you to get it out, or I felt it was very purposeful for you to get it out, is because I need you. At first, I need you to get all of that negative stuff out of your system so that God can, one, pour into you what's necessary. That's number one. But number two, I need you to be able to hear yourself so that you can, you know, hear with all the conversations that we've had and to be an example, willingly be an example for the rest of us to understand that don't we talk about this stuff on a regular basis for hours and hours at a time on, you know, on a daily basis, how we are still holding ourselves hostage, though we know different and we know better. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, what we, what you just said is what we've been saying. Well, it's, it's the same thing, but what we've been saying and we have to move we have to move from where we are because there is so much so much for us to do in the body of Christ and what you what you've been seeing what you've observed um yeah there are some people out there that will they don't want to hear it or they won't believe it or they're scared of it but your prayer definitely has to be one of your many prayers because I'm sure Sam will be able to and someone else may be able to, you know, uh, pull some other things out of this, is that God strengthens you and remove that discomfort and fear that you feel just because you believe, because you know or believe that you're seeing or experiencing things that will not be explained or explanatory to other people. Um, just because people have credentials doesn't mean anything either. Again, um, you also, I needed, you know, I needed to hear you because, um, 
just for my own personal sanctity, and I don't know how God feels about that yet. I haven't prayed about it. But when I went into this 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 area that God has sent me into, I felt it was crazy because I'm like, God, what I see and what 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 is happening here and what I've seen and what you've shown me in the conversations we've had, none of this matches. So just because I have credentials, it may be accepted to some, but not always to others. I'm just saying that there isn't a difference. When God, when when you're talking about the work of God, it doesn't matter whether I have credentials and you don't or you have them and I don't. If it is of God, it has to be revealed and acted upon hmm. if that is what he's directing you to do. It doesn't matter. Again, even if it's only one person or one vessel that hears you and is willing to tra- change their life and communicate with God, then so be it. Your job, again, it may just be to plant the seed. It may even to be water. It could be plant and water. But, again, you have to keep moving. And you cannot continue to let these things hinder you. <clears throat> My past, you probably will not ever believe it, but I was very shy and reserved and never liked to speak. For whatever reason, that is no longer the case. <laughs> uh-uh. Then you you had to come off mute and laugh. <laughs> and uh, me, you know, how do you get no, out? You saying something? I said you were mean. <clears throat> well, people thought that. People still think that I'm mean. Your daughter even said that when she first met me. That wasn't saying that was mean. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Arthur, but. Well, not but can I give a face report to you all and thank you all for filling in the gap? But anyway, Sam, my principal is back. Praise the Lord. Amen. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What happened? Friends found out. They found out last night. They told me this morning. So I had to get that praise report. They won't let me sleep. I ain't been to sleep yet, so I'm working on fear. But go on, Elk. I'm enjoying you. Okay. Uh, but you can't, you can't shut up, Felicia. You can't shut down. Mm. God is, I mean, God. One, God is not pleased with it, mm. and you're going to continue to take this test or be retested over and over again continuously. <clears throat> and if you, if you desire God to move you to another place. You're going to have to answer to his call one way or another. Again, we talked about the repercussions of choices we make. And there is a price you have to pay for whatever choice you make. If If you choose to not acknowledge and not hear because of the various reasons, it's a price you have to pay for that.
and I mean this literally, and for those who might be offended by what I'm getting ready to say, okay, well, I'm saying it knowingly. To hell with people and what they think. Because are we going to allow people and their thoughts and opinions to keep us from the salvation that God promised us? Because believe it or not, when that um, when you have to answer to God, when you go there, you're going by yourself. The people that you're allowing to keep you from God's purpose and destiny here on earth won't be uh, at be at that place with you. Everybody got to answer for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can't point. They're not going to be standing across from you or next to you to be pointing the finger as to this person is the reason why I never did this, God. Oh, wow. Yes, it was all about a conversation between you and him and for what you did and for why you didn't do what you were supposed to do. I will chime in to say this, Felicia. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of times as we're growing and maturing, and you hear, like, even now, you hear me like I pause. This is where wisdom comes in and discernment and staying connected. Okay, I know what to say how to say this, and then the Holy Spirit will guide you how to say effectively. Look at it as you're planting a seed. So it's like, how do I say this? And the Holy Spirit just begins to frame not just your words, but your tone and everything else because you're trying to effectively do what God's called you to do. So, so even at that level, it's not just me saying something, but making sure that it's said properly and effective because you want it to, you want it to be received. So that's something God, again, begins to tweak you. And you, you got that, I mean, because you do that all the time when you pause. But the other thing I want to throw in, um, when you're doing that, then you find out I might only have to say two words, and that's enough. Well, I might have to say 20, and that's enough. He'll tell me when to say, what to say, how to shut up, or whatever. And if God called me to speak to somebody that never did need, they need to hear. It doesn't matter about credentials. They, uh, a child, God, when God sends you to talk to somebody to tell them something, they ain't looking for credentials, and it will be received. Because, see, we respond to truth because it's inside of us. And so when you speak in life, what we just talk about, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. When that word that God tells you to speak goes in, then it's entering inside of that person. It ain't a credential or nothing. Your credential is came from the one on high. He's the one who gave you the anointing to do such. So when you're walking in that capacity and you're speaking what God is telling you to speak and doing what he's telling you to do, that's him doing it, and they're receiving that so it ain't about a credential because those who are looking at
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.